0: Hey guys, this is Pino. And this is Carmen.
1: And you're listening to Man in the the Mill
0: Flego. Hello, hello.
1: How is everybody? How's happy Thursday? Happy, happy Thursday.
0: Happy
1: Happy. Thursday. Sorry, we
0: need you hype. Happy, happy happy Thursday. Thursday. I'm
1: like two shots in. (laughs) I don't ever drink, you guys, and y'all know me. I don't ever drink like that.
0: All right, first things first, we gotta wish our special guest a happy birthday. Scorpio season. Happy
1: birthday. Okay, we're singing. To
0: you. We're, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it.
1: Happy birthday. Or oh, with me. <laughs> to you. you. That's Happy all you're getting out of me. Happy that, That's great. Happy birthday to Sarah. Can okay. Ra- can we wrap it up? We can, damn. Dang. Let's have some fun real quick. Let,
0: let, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up.
1: How was your week? Happy Connor?
0: birthday to you.
1: How was your week, Carmen?
0: My week was long. Long? This week felt long. Didn't it? it, Was it just me?
1: No, no. No, no, it was me too. It's just been super busy. It's been super busy. It's been annoying. I just can't. I'm ready for it to be Friday. I was just telling um, a friend of mine, I'm like, it's Thursday. I can't wait for tomorrow to be Friday because I'm ready for a shot. I'm ready for a shot or I'm ready for a beer. Like, let's get it together because... I
0: just, I think because next week is the holiday and I'm cooking Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm not dreading it per se, but I'm dreading it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not ready. I didn't even think next week was Thanksgiving. I really crazy? thought we had like another week.
0: Do you guys have plans for Thanksgiving? Anything big?
1: Mm-hmm. My mom's in Arizona, so no. Sarah, do you
0: have anything big for Thanksgiving? I, I don't.
2: Me and my siblings are getting Indian food.
1: oh you guys gonna go to like the restaurant
2: no we're just gonna do takeout oh whole family can come together
1: have you went to the indian food um but in zona rosa i have not no oh my god do you guys have have, like a
0: favorite place that you guys go to no it's actually
2: we're actually new to the game
1: really yes
2: you'll have to
0: let us know how it is i want to try it so bad
1: did you get off of tiktok is that way
2: I think my sister did. She's okay. like, "We're doing this. This is what we're doing." So it like, okay, looks guys. good.
1: It does. I just, I just
2: tried the butter chicken. It is amazing. Really, They're, yes.
1: It's huh. it, it tends to like. I ask like, "Can you get this? Can we get the spicy?" It's not really spicy. You have to add your own spice to it. But they have these cheese balls that are s- melting your mouth. So
0: you've had you've had Indian food before. Yes. Okay. And it's. I good. just. I'm not a big curry. I don't like the smell of curry. I've okay. always been like that. The, it has a really distinct smell, and I, I just I can't stomach it. Like if I smell it, I'm like, oh, but, but I want to try Indian food. It's good. It. It's
1: delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Can't Oxymoron complain at no. all.
0: Probably, probably, probably. But as you guys can see, we do have the special guest of the month, Miss Sarah Orobesa. Thank welcome, you. welcome, welcome, welcome. She will be joining us. We're going to be talking about her new book recently published you can find yes. it at Barnes and
2: Noble is it can you get it on Amazon too I know you, you can't it is back on Amazon finally oh awesome Um, there is still a little bit of a delay in the shipping there was just a lot of orders so I guess it's a good problem to have yeah um, but it is back on Amazon and I think the 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 I think it's December 8th now the most recent update it was like December 28th so now it's December 8th that you so can get the book yes for the delivery okay i mean that's not bad what's what's two weeks right absolutely
1: just in time for christmas
0: what's two weeks and then you know and then we have you can also get it on barnes and noble if you don't want to order it save the beer i know i gotta save the liquor first you guys know how it is there we go oh well that's awesome so i think we should just dive right in right
1: of course Let's 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 hear it let's get it started um I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big Princess Diaries fan myself. I just watched the first one a couple weeks ago.
0: Miracles been, You know when she's dancing in the middle? It, no? I thought you loved Princess Diaries. I
1: do, but I don't like that song.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like one of the main songs that they play.
1: No, it's not the main song.
0: Yeah, at the end, the end credits, the song that sticks in your mind. When, you know, it's the song that sticks in your mind at the end of a movie. Sure. When, you, when you think of the song, you think of the movie. No, that's never happened to you. Guys Princess Mia
1: is coming back for Princess Diaries. Well, 3. I
0: heard that Anne Hathaway might not be <clears throat> should making an, an appearance. I heard that they might produce it without her. What? Which? I mean, do you? I mean, Anne Hathaway. She's a big star now. She's not who she was when Princess Diaries One and Two uh, came out.
1: We cannot have this. We cannot. <laughs> I go. If she's not in it, I will not watch. It, it, what are they going to do with Julian Andrews?
0: You think she'll sing? The Queen. Julie Andrews looks like she' about to croak, though. She up there.
1: I'm just saying that's why we got to get things started now. Jeez.
0: Well, yeah. And
1: Anne Hathaway better be in the movie because she's the one talking about it. We'll uh-huh. see. Do you
0: think they'll bring back the prince from the second movie? Nah, mm-hmm.
1: we need to start back all over. She, at this point, she she should. Um, she should. Well, darn it! What I was gonna say?
0: Right, we talked about this last episode.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Am I replying back?
0: You literally stopped mid-sentence in the middle of a podcast because you forgot your thought.
1: Exactly. And I said my bad.
0: Don't look at your watch if you can't multitask.
1: I was was thinking about what I was going to say next. And Uh then you you distracted me. She
0: she was a... Oh, what was I going to say? Right. Uh She's
1: going to be a queen now. Okay. Or she was the queen when it came up to Royal Engagements.
0: Princess.
1: So now me she's knowledge. a queen, so hopefully she's already married with a kid, and we'll see where she dives in. But I'm excited it, now, now that there's a green light to it.
0: We'll see. We'll I'm see super what happens. excited. We'll see what happens. What else you got for me?
1: Um, Taylor Swift. Oh. I still haven't listened to the album. Um, I don't know all the hype is yet.
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Swifty fan. I don't listen to her music. If it comes on the radio, cool. If it's on a TikTok, even better. But I don't... $20,000... And you know there are people out there that are going to pay that money.
1: But it's crazy because when she came out and she promoted that she was going to do it, she had said, oh, that it's going to be between um, $49 to, I think, under 500 So it's now people are reselling these tickets for that much.
0: Hi, Oscar. Because, I
1: mean, everybody, anybody will do anything for TikTok. I mean, for Taylor Swift tickets.
0: I, I think that as an artist, she does have a responsibility to her fans, and she should have put a cap on those prices. She should have been like, hey, you know, you're not allowed to resell, because she can put that when she books all these stadium tours
1: mm-hmm.
0: at these stadiums. She can put in her contract when she show, you know, performs at these stadiums, X, Y, and Z needs to happen in order for me to appear here. If you want me there, you can't resell my tickets. Or if you do resell my pick- tickets, this is the cap amount. $20,000 is ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous fucking amount of money to go see a fucking artist. Right. I, I personally don't agree. I mean, she also took her music off Spotify because she says that she doesn't believe music should be free. So there's Excuse that. Excuse me? Oh, look it up. Her music used to play on Spotify. You cannot play Taylor Swift on Spotify.
1: This is why I want to go back to last week's episode. Whenever Selena Gomez said that she Taylor Swift is her, own, his, her only industry friend. Because, eventually, or yeah, eventually Taylor Swift is not gonna be by by Selena Gomez's side. Like she's just super fake, and I hope I mean, that they've
0: been friends for years though.
1: I'm and I'm sorry, but I don't feel like, like she's gonna Divi be there. Channel,
0: you know, back when she had like really thin eyebrows.
1: Who Taylor or Selena? Selena. She had thin eyebrows.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> what
0: you see? What I deal with, Sarah. You see what I welcome. Welcome to the welcome. You see what oh, I well. Deal
1: I guess with. I really didn't pay attention back in the day mm-hmm. to her like that. I'm more like into this whole new after she's like Island Def Jam Selena Gomez, but yeah, so she's only her industry friend. I mean, Selena, if you're listening to this, you gotta cut her loose.
0: Oscar, your comment doesn't make sense. This is Sarah. What? What do you? Th- oh, what? But this says he wants you to talk.
2: Are you? Do we need a loosey Goosey? What do I think? Yeah, I don't listen to Taylor or Selena. Sorry, I don't have a comment. I like guns. Oh. <laughs> So there's that. I like rap music. I don't listen to Taylor. About to say something. (laughs) Hey, sister. (laughs) She's
1: like, I like guns. (laughs) So, what do you think about Drake?
2: Uh, I have an opinion about Drake. I actually don't really mess with his music that much. Yes.
1: Don't
0: say that in front of Joe. I do. That's his.
2: That's. I think Drake is a metaphorical monster, and he has bars, and he can write, Um, but. I didn't really get into his last album, but I'm listening to it again because I always give...
1: The one with 21 Savage? Yes. Okay. I always
2: give people a second chance. So after the second go around, I actually kind of mess... I actually kind of fuck with it. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: Nah. now nah. I'm
2: building my opinion.
1: We don't do Drake. I don't do Drake like that.
0: <laughs> Joe loves Drake. I swear if Drake were to be like, hey, leave Carmen for me, he'd do it in a heartbeat. We? <laughs> I'm serious. That is... He loves Drake that much. What did Oscar say? He says pistolas y corridos is that true? You like corridos?
2: I do. I just you know, I've been telling my sister that I want to go to a baile so bad.
0: Why? All those sweaty short Mexicans. Yeah. You know, you want a table? Can I get the a gone. bucket of beers, okay. you know? I <laughs> gone to
2: like Bermudas or like Cristal. Bermudas. Hey,
0: we're In right the down the ages, street. You guys. We're right down the street it's from freaking so, Crystal.
2: <laughs> it's been so long. You not know
1: Bermuda. Bermudas, <laughs> not bermudas. Like, no. I'm we're trying to die. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oscar time. said stop. Oscar, you know I'm right. You got these short ass Mexicans coming up to these tall ass ladies talking about ¿Quieres bailar, donde estás que no te veo. ¿Onde estás? No te veo. <laughs> I I mean so I funny. I agree for I agree with you. I haven't been to a baile in years. I think the last time I went I was twenty yeah. three.
2: Mine was in my early twenties too.
0: Twenty three. And then even then I almost got into a fight because this girl thought we were trying to cut the line to the restrooms and I'm like, that's not even the case but I'll fight you. Let's
1: it. <laughs> I don't gotta be that bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nope. Uh-uh. What well, else you got for me?
1: Brandon Fraser says that he's not going to attend the Golden Globes after um, the the accused situation. So he says that I made more history with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association that I have respect for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. No, I will not participate. It's because of the history that I have with them.
0: Yeah, they shunned him.
1: So it's... It's crazy. We're super happy that he was, he's standing his ground you know, and staying on his feet. But I mean, he's
0: fine people are finally taking his word at face value versus just sweeping it under the rug, which is... I mean, it's sad because he lost an... I mean, we talked about this. He lost an entire career because people didn't believe he was sexually assaulted. Right. And now that they finally, you know, oh, you know, maybe he really was this. They're trying to make up for it. And he's just like, no, fuck you guys. I'm not... I mean, good for him. Good for fucking him for standing up to the people that shunned him. Like, now that he is uh, making his way back in his career, now they want to be like, oh, come back. Come on. No. No. Fuck that.
1: No. Right. Wes, that's what he posted, and we're just super excited he's standing his ground. Next, um, L.A. voters voted for Karen Bass for mayor. Who? Over who what voters? L.A. L.A. Oh, County. L.A., okay. California. Okay. Los Angeles. No, I
0: know that, but you weren't enunciating, so I didn't know what you said. L.A.? Now you can understand <laughs> yourself before the other.
1: LA, Los Angeles, Thank California. You. Moving on. County. Voters <laughs> chose Karen Bass for mayor over billionaire Rick Caruso. Car Carusos. However you say his last name. Okay. But super excited. She I wanna say she's um diverse lady, so definitely someone who really cares for the well, as you know, Los Angeles is a very big county. So for her to become the mayor of this big-ass county, we're super excited. Focus on the tasks.
0: Don't look at your phone.
1: Was I not looking at Carmen? Come on. I now lost my train of thought.
0: Oh, shit.
1: But with being a but, big... Okay, so why is it a
0: big deal that she got elected over him?
1: Just because <clears throat> um, I feel... It didn't because I just got this off of Instagram and Instagram only mentioned how she became the mayor of Los Angeles. I feel with because he she has over Trumped a billionaire person who had all this money, who had all this money to go out there and promote himself to become the next mayor. Here's somebody who is new to the game and said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to place my chips into this bucket and the voters now voted for me. So now she's taking over like one of the biggest counties in America and now everything is falling on her. So Right, I'm because the majority of the population
0: of L.A. is poor. Why are now, they going to L.A.? Now?
1: I feel like now, because with COVID happening and then with gas prices going up and then people not making enough to... There are, pe- there are people who became homeless and who were already homeless prior to that who now don't have a place to stay in because those people who they were staying with are now kicking them out.
0: But right? L.A. has always been... It's always been an... Uh, unaffordable <clears throat> place to live,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't
0: matter how much you make a year unless you're a billionaire, it's very hard to live in l a unless you grew up there from a childhood and you know how to manage your resources. but a lot of the people that move there and are paying outrageous prices to live there go eventually go back home because they can't afford it anymore right so i don't I mean I don't blame l a for picking somebody who's let's say like them yeah, exactly
1: right. But I was super, I was excited when I seen that because I'm just like, we don't have like the regular person who's, d- who doesn't care for them. If that makes sense. Yes, that does make Dang, sense. Dang, they're all, I, I love going into the mic. I
0: know. I get, <laughs> but speaking of politics, as, are you talking about Nancy Pelosi elect, next? Yep. Perfect.
1: That's crazy. Just, just my notes. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, you had brought up earlier today that Nancy Pelosi's not going to run for another term. Correct. Which brings her... I didn't know she's been freaking the, um, I want to say the majority leader, right? The majority for two, leader? For
1: two decades? Yeah, for yeah almost two I didn't decades. know that either.
0: Which I think, I mean, it's. I don't think she would win if she would ran, run another term because then people would just think of her as career hungry because of what happened to her husband.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that after him almost nearly being killed for her, if she were to run again, people would be like, the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Your husband almost died. You don't care, but you're going to run again? Cool, whatever. In my humble opinion, of course.
1: But then, if it was a man, would people really say that about a man? I would. Yeah? Okay.
0: Well, I see where you're going with it.
1: I'm just saying, like, if a man can do it, then, hey, she can do it, too. But it's different, because, yeah. But good luck to Nancy Pelosi. We're definitely going to see see her somewhere else.
0: What's the barbershop? Where's that at? What is that? Isn't that where they cut hair? What'd he say? He said, come to the barbershop. It's popping there.
1: Um. Um. And that
0: where they cut hair?
1: Yeah. But the one by Strawberry Hill. Oh, no. That's and OG's. Of,
0: that, oh, no. That's that's out of my.
1: It's like right down the street from the police, the police headquarters.
2: What is the barbershop? That's what I'm saying. The like, barbershop.
1: OG's barbershop.
2: What is that? What happens Where there? guys
1: and people get their haircuts But what goes on Is, like, is there
2: like a kick it spot but he, but he makes it sound like
0: there's a kick it spot
1: yeah. you just Guys go there and drink But no like, girls go there? I don't know I never seen any I was <laughs> going like the morning time
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh so you ain't never been in there to kick it
1: um, I only, I'm only there In the uh, morning time and I kick it with them
0: What do they cut? <laughs> do they trim your beard? No I'm serious
1: Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah. I thought you meant in general. They give me a uh, skin fade on the sides, and then they trim my beard. Okay. I was like, I thought you were talking about it in general. Like, no, I know what a cut? fucking
0: barbershop is, estupido. Wait, you asked? <laughs> didn't she? Ask? That
1: I didn't know the question was, of course, <laughs> only myself, my bad.
0: Oh, my gatos. Anyways.
1: Um, next, Bad Bunny has made Grammy history for his album, um, for album of the year nomination, It will be the first time a Spanish language album has been nominated for that category.
0: Mm. Okay, Benito. He's breaking freaking barriers all around, man. Good for him. Right.
1: Okay, Benito. We see you. Go ahead and get it. Um, Next. Any of my Grey's Anatomy fans out there? Ellen. Okay, Okay, go ahead.
0: I'll I'll be honest. I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy. And mind you, a lot of people that know me know me that I, I am a diehard Grey's Anatomy fan. I will sit there and rewatch all the seasons again. I probably stopped watching around season fifteen because that's when the storylines just stop making sense. And I mean, does anybody here watch Grey's Anatomy? Do you watch? You don't want. I no, do. You don't. You're a poet. You're you're an artist. Artists don't watch TV. I, I don't. <laughs> Your head is probably in a I book somewhere. Like, I don't
2: know what you
0: guys are talking. About. <laughs> But you know the show, Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. Okay. So he was saying that Ellen Pompeo, what about Ellen Pompeo?
1: That she's now leaving. Her last episode was just this past Thursday. Um, she's moving to Minnesota um, into, um, in the show as Meredith Grey. But she went onto her Instagram basically saying that she is leaving the show. Um, she did this whole paragraph, but she said that she will be back to do, like, cameos and things like that, but she's no longer going to be a uh, series regular. But Carmen said that she's going to give it two more years.
0: I, I give it two years, if that, if that, because, honestly, Meredith made Grey's Anatomy.
1: There's just so much that Miranda and Weber can do.
0: And, you know, their storylines are not that great, so... Mm,
1: I haven't watched it since after Alex left.
0: And see, the way they wrote Alex Karev off was stupid.
1: It was sad. No, it was I cried. Stupid.
0: It was stupid because they they should have given given him the finale that he deserved. He had so much <laughs> character development throughout the entire series. For him to write a fucking letter, like come on, that is not Alex Karev at I all. Was anyways, so sad. Anyways, I you cried can, you can go on a fucking Grey's I candy. cried
1: when that happened. I cried when Andrew died. Oh, you need to watch that one. It is so <laughs> sad when Andrew died, and then um, Meredith sees him in his dream because at that time she had COVID and at the end who's Andrew and DeLuca
0: oh thank you
1: oh my bad we learn by their last names um spoiler
0: alert if you haven't watched it
1: and it, she's talking to him and says well she says whatever she says but it's when the mom calls him and says Andrew oh, no Andrea mm-hmm. Andrea I'm just like no and I started bawling and then I cried again whenever Christina left. But those are the only times I cried on Grey's Anatomy. You didn't cry when
0: Derek died? No. <laughs> what? You didn't cry when O'Malley died?
1: No. I was young. I was much way more younger then. Anyways. So right. my, my emotional levels were like not at that level they are now. Like I can rewatch it. And I'm just like, I know. Oh! Oh, I was like that. I thought that was gonna be done. But did anybody watch the Netflix documentary for I Am Vanessa um, Guion?
0: No. It came out today. Oh Ooh. wow!
1: It came, and I um I researched it on my lunch break. Wink, wink.
0: But you know, and you know, I think we should do an episode about this and do a little bit of research. But you know, it's not uncommon for these female, um, I would say vets, but um, members of the army that are female to get raped.
1: Sexually to get assaulted,
0: sexually assaulted, um, and then eventually get killed. Yeah, because there's another case going on right now. Oh my gosh, it's fucking horrible. They have no respect for the female population in in the army, <clears throat> or I mean, and fucking in any of the military. I think
1: it is super crazy. They ended up passing the bill um, that was originally called the Vanessa Guleon bill, but now it's um, it's turned into something different. I didn't get the full name on it because for since 1995, they've been trying to push a bill like this so that they're able to get prosecuted outside of the military branch. Cause, I was just
0: gonna bring that up. I was just because when
1: fun. beforehand, if something like this was to happen, they don't take it to the commander, and the commander will then make the decisions if they want to pursue it, if they want to do it. And um, after the bill had passed, they're still stating that the person who killed Vanessa had no type of sexual harassment towards her. But I'm just like. What the flip because the family believes that what happened is that she went to work the dude came on to her and she was like saying no and I guess as she was leaving he like bust her in the head with like a hammer oh and then they dismembered her too and like buried it into three different holes oh it was crazy I was like I think it was me and then the girl who like helped um, who helped her is now saying that she is um, that she was forced into this she, like the dude put a gun into her head but yeah, they said it's very uncommon. Um, that it's so very common it's that this hard. is that this is happening. Other Stupid people, fan. other people have come have come up and said like this also happened to me. Like I am Vanessa as well. Right. And we so that's know, where the happens.
0: that if we do if we decide to pursue this and talk about this on the episode, on this podcast mm-hmm. and we research it, we are going to find at least five six other cases.
1: No, there, um, there's um, more than that. Oh, it's of course. It's super crazy. I said at
0: least. Of course. Of course. It's just... It, and I... I, It dumbfounds me that the military has their own police, has their own court system. They have their own... Um, what do they call it? Uh, oh, my gosh. Legal. Legal system.
1: Yeah. They're basically have, their own little world. Yeah, their own little nation. Yeah, it doesn't nation.
0: apply to the outside world. Like, if a, like an outside detective wants to try to get, like, anything they have to go to the military police the military legal system. it's it's stupid i'm like but not why? anymore
1: um, now that the pa- the bill has passed they've now have taken outside prosecutors so that when things like this do happen is that just
0: for the state of texas
1: no for the military itself oh
0: for all yeah, of the military for all of
1: the military oh
0: interesting but
1: things haven't changed they like i guess as the bill has passed they've gone all these cases that they're not basically they're uncompleted in a sense of a way so like they, would do, they would write up the investigation, but nothing has been found. Hmm. So it's really crazy. They said that if this didn't happen, like, they're sad for the family because if this didn't happen to Vanessa, we, they wouldn't be where they're at right now mm-hmm. in regards to the, the law changing. Like, yes. it's like the family had to sacrifice their daughter to, in order for things to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, it's really sad. Um, it's weird how it all started, but that will be another day for another story. For another live podcast because that's crazy, even has you guys watched Alaska Daily no. on ABC mm-hmm. with Hillary Schwenk? you guys need to watch this it is crazy <laughs> it's about indigenous women being um, basically being raped and murdered. I know, Hillary. I I binge watched it already, so like now these the new episodes are like coming in, and I'm like, no, I want to watch. Like, I want to watch the whole thing already. Like, it just gravitates you. And I believe what Carmen said because last year when we were talking about TV shows, Carmen goes like, if you're on Fox, that show is trash. Like, if you're on CBS, trash. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, not CBS. It's NBC, right? NBC, NBC or ABC channel or yeah. um, ABC itself. Those are good shows, but yeah. I need to. I need to continue watching this and also the cleaning lady on Fox. I love. Okay, that enough show. about
0: the shows. Can we get to the topic? At any I guess.
1: I'm just like I'm just like I'm excited
0: to talk to Sarah. I'm not trying to talk about the cleaning lady or Alaska Daily or or. Carson we still Daily got or some
1: minutes. No, we don't. We got. It's twenty-five.
0: We hit our mark. Let's go.
1: Dang. Well, anyways,
0: guys, I want to say welcome to Sarah. She is. Where's your book? Right here. She is the author of My God is No Man, and she decided to bless us with her presence here. So, when did you officially publish the book?
2: Um, it published October 28th
0: of this year. Awesome. And how are you doing on sales? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, Like I said, I've never pre-ordered anything in my entire life. <laughs> well, and I was you. super excited to get your book. And I got it quick, too. I think I ordered it. I think I like got on a Monday and then I got it on a Friday or something like that. Yeah. And I, I ordered it from Barnes & Noble just because you had mentioned that Amazon was on back order.
2: Yes, Amazon was on back order. We had so many pre-orders, which is a good thing. You know, it's it's a good problem to have. But there were so many pre-orders. There is a delay in printing. So, like, I am a self-published author. So, that's my book along with all the other self-published authors that are trying to push their book out. And so, Amazon is, like, kink, you know. They're like running the world right now. So everyone is going through Amazon. Right. So they're just like, yo, we're backed up. Not just with you, everybody else.
1: Jeff Bezos, is that who he is? Yes, Jeff, okay. my guy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he was just here at a Royals game.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it was backed up on Amazon, but now it's not. It's updated. So if you do want to order on Amazon, if that works best for you, which it does work best for some people because they have Amazon Prime. Um, if you want to order it is available on Amazon again, so, okay. cause at first it wasn't, they took it down because there was so many pre-orders. They removed it from Amazon. Oh. Dang.
1: So many pre-orders. Okay. It's hot, hot,
2: hot. <laughs> so how does one, so you say that you're self published. So that means that you bound the book yourself. No. Okay. So they print the book for you. So I went through a distributor called Ingram spark. Um, and they just print it for you. Okay. They, well, they send it out to other stores, so they're just the distributor. So they send it to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Book Depository, anywhere that you can order a book, they send it to. Okay. Now, if they don't, if those retailers don't have their own printing, comp- like processing, like Amazon does. Then Ingram Spark will print it, ship it out. I think. I think that's how it works, but I'm not 100%, so don't quote me on that. But I know that Amazon prints their own books. Okay. So they print the book. I just have to do everything else myself. So I have to make the cover, make the back, get my own barcode, and format everything myself. So the first time, you know, you wanna do your first little run through. I did my first run through and got my first author copy and it was not okay. Like the margins were off. All these words were so close to the spine. It's just cause I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but if I were to go with a publisher, they would have never made those mistakes. They would have noticed all the little errors. Cause even like going through it again, like the final copy, I found a few errors and I was like, ah, but you know, that's what happens when you do it yourself, you, things happen. Um, but publishing companies, they do everything for you. You just have to write it and then send them your words, and they'll make it all pretty for you. Yeah. yeah. So did you have an editor? I did. I had two friends edit it, um, and they actually did a really, really great. Um, it just, you know, little mistakes happen, so. That's awesome. And a
1: couple rough drafts.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what made you
0: decide that you wanted to, I mean, write? Because, um, so... Okay, hold up let's let's jump in real quick. So what is the book about?
2: Okay, so the book is about areas of my life that I've experienced trauma, grief, heartbreak, love and the idea of the book, you know it's called My God is no Man, is because I was raised in a very Christian household or Catholic Christian household and I went to Catholic school my entire life um, besides going to Harmon. And, very Catholic. And, 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 you know, in the church and outside of the church, women, young girls are taught at very young ages that we are kind of beneath men. Yep. And um, our saving is going to come from Jesus Christ Himself or God, who is a He or a so, husband. So they say. Right? Yes, a husband. Or, you know, we're just prepped so young to be wives. And that our highest achievement in life is to get married and be a homemaker. And, you know, I had my daughter at 16, so I learned very, and I was a single mother, and I learned very, very early that my saving was not coming from a man. I had to save myself. I had to grow, graduate, get money all by myself. And so when I say my God is no man, a lot of people are like, hold up. Like, it's such a controversial title, but it's my truth. My God is not a man, whether that's a metaphorical God or a man or Jesus himself. I am my own God because I had to save myself. Mm. And so that's what this book is about. Me saving myself.
0: In the form of a poem, right? Yes, in poetry form. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, So as you're writing these stories, right, how did you decide which traumas or which life experiences were worth talking about? Because I'm sure you've gone through a lot. We've all gone through a lot, right?
2: But to decide which ones you want the world to see, I mean, that's that, that's a lot. It is a lot. So there were a lot of poems that did not make the cut. I will say that. That might be in the next book. Um, I think it's kind of an intu- intuitive thing. It's an it's intuitive thing. Like, okay, this poem is done. And it's also, have I come to a self-forgiveness enough to let others inside of this? Because, you know, there's, it's, very, it's very personal. Right. So have I forgiven the situation enough? Have I forgiven myself enough? And am I ready to talk about this? And those are the questions that I had to really ask myself. Because
0: whether you want to believe it or not, there are people going to read your book. And they're going to judge you for
2: it. For sure. Absolutely. And and for
0: you to say that, okay, am I at that point where I don't care if they judge me for it? I don't care if they read this and they look at me in a different light or they look at me differently and I'm okay with that. For you to just be like, I, I'm fine with that. That's deep. It that is. That,
2: is, that, is, that is deep. Mm-hmm. I, and I always say, like, telling the truth is an act of love. And a lot of the times telling the truth, like we were talking about earlier, is so hard to tell people, right? Sometimes it's easy to say, oh, this is what my truth is. Sometimes it's like, this is what my truth is, and it's so ugly to look at. But if we withhold the truth from people, that's not love. When I tell you the truth, and if it makes you cry, I know it made you cry, but I still told you the truth. So that is an act of love. I am loving you, even though it's hurting you. This is the truth. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that's hard to read, but it's the truth. So That is awesome. Thank you. Has your daughter read the book? Um, she's read some of the poems. Okay. You know, some of them are not appropriate for her, her age. 18. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's written, written some of them. So yeah.
1: <clears throat> what is one of your, out of this book, your go-to poems?
2: So for sure, numb. Okay. Hey. Should <laughs> <Hey. laughs> read it? I read no? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Read it. Read an excerpt. I had it marked. And I might have. Here, yes. Okay. So. A lot of poets do not like to explain what their poems are about. Right. Because we like the audience to create their own art with our art. Exactly. So like if I read it to you, you, you could probably get a totally different perspective from what I was writing it from, yep. right? But I'm going to tell you what it was about. So numb is really about when, when you come to the realization during sex, during intercourse... Or foreplay, that your partner is using your body as an escape, oh. is using your body to fill a void, and the only reason that I could come to this realization is because I've done it myself.
1: Shit. Okay. I feel now. I feel now now I understand God. why I like it so much. Like, why you <laughs> grab it to me because I feel like when I was single or after everything happened, it's like I was going to people to. Fill, yes. To fill a void. Yes. Oh, my god So
2: goodness. This, is, this is actually about a specific person. Um, when I realized, like, oh, I see you because I've done this. Right. Okay, so it's called Numb. You pull up a chair, slice me open. She's so pretty, can I taste? You press your face against my rose. I watch you eat me without savoring me. Your pain numbs as my juices pool into your mouth. Your starving tongue takes its hit. Is my body your only escape? That's that one. Ooh, just, just okay, do the Okay, I'm going to say, I, re- I
0: read this last week at the end of last week's episode. You read it so much better. You. <laughs> you. definitely read it so much better. But I, I agree. And, you know, hearing you explain it, and that's happened to me, um... Once before in my life, and I vowed I would never get that feeling again, where you you feel like your partner is using you, like oh, you said, gosh. to escape. I cried in the middle of of this of intercourse, and he stopped me, and he's like, "What's wrong?" Which I, and I couldn't explain to him that feeling because you know when sex is sex, someone's using you for sex, and when mm. somebody is loves making love to you, yes, you. You feel it in the vibrations. You feel it when they touch you. You feel how, you know, they move your body in a certain way or something like that. And I, and in that moment, I looked at him and I'm like, "This is just work." Absolutely. It's not an intimate thing. It's not something that you're currently enjoying. It's just you want to get your freaking yeah,
2: get your fill. Yeah,
0: you do, and you just want to go about your day. Go.
2: That's happened to you more than once, Fino?
1: The how that just felt like I'm just being used. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, and it it's a terrible feeling.
2: It's a terrible feeling when it happens to you. And I feel like it's more terrible when I've done it to people. Yeah. Well especially I mean, people that loved mm, me and I was doing that. I was hiding from myself with sex. I feel like that was the worst for me. I had to look at people
1: like I don't love you, but right. I'm not but like you and know, now for, for a second round, okay. <laughs> because I just I don't know, that just sucks. It I, does, it, like when it's to me, like I just I need when it happens, I'm like, I need to feel like your interaction with it. When I don't hear that interaction or I feel like I'm doing a good job, then I kind of feel like, okay, well, what is this type mm-hmm. of situation? You know, like it just sucks. I it does.
0: Know. How long did it take you to essentially just put the book together?
2: So I've had a lot of these poems written already in the past that I would just like was saving, you know, or I had posted a few online too.
0: Yeah. Girl, I would use some of your mm-hmm. uh, poems as quotes on my Instagram pictures. Okay. Like, hey, hey,
2: hey. <laughs> and I would say <sighs> a year's time okay. for sure, for sure. Because you, like I said, it's like the intuitive feeling that you get. Like this one is good. This one's not ready. And you have to, I think it's so, it's such a personal thing for me, at least that I had to be, I wanted to be very intentional about which ones I was putting out that were ready for the world Right. because I wrote a poem about my dad and it's a, it's beautiful, um, but it wasn't ready. ready. Okay. And it was like one of my best poems and I was like.
1: I was like, oh, I, I want to hear ca- that one, because I got come out. I never really knew my father. <laughs> so I <wanted> I'm stuck. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me, maybe this could help. Maybe, like, thinking about this could really definitely help. It might,
2: you know. It might, when it's ready. When it's when ready. It. When it's ready. So, so yeah, I, I would say years time.
1: So you said you started doing poetry at the age of 12? Yes. How many poems do you say like were from 12 to where you're now that you've written? Altogether. together. Oh, I don't know. A
2: lot. So many. I did take breaks in between, like, when I was having my kids and stuff. Oh, I don't know. I, there's, like, it, even in my phone, there's at least 500.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And a lot of them, too, are just, like, my random thoughts that I'll just shoot out. Yeah. If I get a quick thought, I'll just write it down really quick yeah like my friend alexis she's so good at like catching her thoughts she's a poet too and she'll record on her phone okay so i need to start like i need to adjust to doing that yeah um because sometimes i i'll have a beautiful thought and i don't write it down fast enough and i
1: forget yeah. it that's so. how i'm like i used to do that back in the day as well and i would have my phone with me and i'm just like write this down real quick because you're gonna forget it in the morning. And then as I started writing, it just like kept on going, yeah. going. Next thing you know, like <laughs> yeah. a, I'm an hour in. I'm just like, Fino, you got to go to bed now. Like, okay. we got to go wake up in the morning. Oh.
0: Do you think on your journey of, because let's be honest, in order for you to publish a book, be okay with yourself, you had to go on a, shit, Carmen. Anyways, a journey of self-discovery, right? Absolutely. Self-love, finding yourself again, because... That's important, right? In order to write this book. Um, Do you think that on your journey of self-discovery or self-love, you become a little bit more empathetic? Uh,
2: Absolutely. I I think so. I think I was prior. um, But I think getting this out definitely makes me more empathetic for sure. Absolutely. Especially with the poems that I wrote about men. Mm-hmm. For sure, absolutely, because they were just a mirror of who I was at the time when I wrote these poems. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So you're saying the men
0: were a mirror of yourself at the time mm-hmm. in your life. One hundred percent. So you would, so you would essentially, whether you're dating, talking, surrender yourself. It was how you felt in that current moment. Yes.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice.
2: Thank
1: you. You said that a lot of the poems didn't make the cut. Um for this book itself, how many did you write altogether?
2: Um it's 128 pages total. I don't know exactly. Minus like 10, so okay. However many that is, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know.
1: 136.
2: 113.
1: Okay. So in altogether, how many poems did you have for this? I guess this cuz oh. you were saying like there's just been different gaps as you were growing up um to your your writing process so for my god is no woman how much in total did you come up you with? mean my god is no man no man
2: Vino, oh, i don't right. know there's so many i know like in i tried to keep each there's four chapters okay i tried to keep each chapter around 25 pages each chapter okay and some of the poems flow over the pages so maybe 15 each chapter, poems each chapter I try I aimed for. Okay, so 60 poems for for this book, but in total, I feel like to get to the book, and I, maybe other writers can relate, it's not just the poems the, the, it's not just the poems that are in this book that made the book, it's also the poems that didn't make it that also made the book. Right. Because there was poems that led to other poems and stories that led to other stories. Deeper stories. Like, the surface level and then I would write it, go and edit it and be like, oh, there's more and this is better than this. Right. So, yeah.
1: I love that process. Yeah. It's just beautiful because it's just like, I don't know, like, people make documentaries as their form of their way of, like, poems. Like, they're different, like, different artists. Because, like, as a kid, I feel like, so I'm like, oh, you're an artist. Like, oh, I'm a painter. Yeah, but they're just different forms and different genres in different areas. It's beautiful.
2: Did you have writer's block? Um, I don't believe in writer's block. Oh, okay. I do not. I think that when we have writer's block, it's not writer's block, you're just writing the wrong shit. You're not a hey. writing, you're not writing what your body's telling you to write. And I also think that when people have writer's block, they're not living life enough. It's like you don't have writer's block. You're either writing the wrong things or you're not living. Because in order to write, you have to live. Mm. You have to live your life. You have to have something to write about. So you're not living enough and you're writing the wrong things. Experiencing enough. Right. Awesome. What do you think has been the
0: hardest thing? and realizing that your friends and family are going to read this and maybe kind of question um, the role that they played, if you wrote about them in the book and, and the role that they played in your life at that moment?
2: Um, I think for me, there was nothing to really be afraid of okay. because I'm so close with my friends and my family. That's awesome. And they know how I feel. Okay. Like there was some there was a few poems about my dad I wrote that one of them didn't make the cut, and here he he and I had already had conversations about you said did it make the cut or did it make the cut one made the cut, one didn't well, we had to
1: listen to this yeah. after this explanation
2: and you know he knows mm-hmm. my dad knows very well how I feel about whatever I wrote about right so i don't I don't that, I actually didn't have any fear that's awesome, yeah, I have no fear about it so I think
0: that I think that is a lot of authors. Um. Yeah, is the fact that they do write about how they feel, and yet they fail to express that to those closest around them. So when they do publish or they they do put their stories out there, you have people reading it and like, I had no idea she felt this way, or I had no idea, you know, he thought this
2: way. Yeah. So the sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I think if I know it wasn't any fear, but I just had like ah. if my parents read this, right. not necessarily about them, but like about men or like giving mm-hmm. head, um, they're going to be like, what the fuck girl? Like, I don't want to read this.
0: Girl, shit. that's how I feel. I'm like, if my parents ever hear my podcast, I will probably be fucking disowned. Okay. Like there are just, I feel like there, we try to shelter our parents to some degree about who we truly are as people. Because I think in, I, in my personal opinion, I think my dad's always going to see me as, as his little girl. Yeah. And it's hard, even as a 32-year-old woman with, you know, kids and a whole-ass fucking fiancé, it's yeah. hard for him to be like, why is she on the air saying pussy? Why is she <laughs> right. smoking on camera? Why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? I'm like, if my dad were to see me right now, he would fucking probably lose his shit. But, I mean, and granted, my dad knows I am I am me.
2: Absolutely.
0: But there are certain levels to me that he sees, and there are certain levels of me that he has yet he he won't sing. Um yeah. You know what I mean? And and so I mean I get I get what you're coming from yeah. for sure. I think it's it's one of the um the obstacles as as creatives that we
1: go through.
2: Absolutely. I agree.
1: let this? This let's hear this. Can you hear another one? Yes. Okay. I want to hear the daddy one.
2: Okay. Okay, so this is so it's it references my dad, but it's it is a good one. It's called 6 a.m. rituals, but I want to see if there's another one about my dad. I know it so I did write one about my dad's dad. Okay. And your he, grandpa? Yes, and he did not raise my dad. Um he left I think you should have picked up when she called him her dad's dad. Yes.
0: Penio.
1: Hello?
2: Take up the social cues. He did not raise my dad's dad. And so I know that, you know, when you're not in your kids' life, it does affect your life yeah and how you raise your own children that is right. true and i think there was uh, a ripple effect so i'll read that one first and then i'll read the 6am rituals all right okay. so this one is called a family resemblance and it was it's about when i was 22 so when i met my dad's dad for the first time in my life um and like there's like this saying in my family like all of the orpezes have the same face the same eyebrows like you can all tell you're related things like that And I hear it even, like, living in Argentina especially, like, you're an Arpeza. And I'm like, "Uh, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this one's called A Family Resemblance. He sits across the table, and I tell myself, I do not look like him at all. I guess heirlooms can be hidden like that, underneath the surface, and stretched out in the hemoglobin, a family resemblance not on my face, but crawling off my violent tongue, swimming in my lungs, stuck underneath the withering years without his blank pupils. And I, like my father, carry his last name like a second heart. He doesn't know all my life I've looked for a love that maybe he was supposed to give me. His hereditary emptiness drowns inside of me, in my words, in my pen, in this book. That's that one. So the other one is called Mm. 6 a.m. Rituals. And this is about my mom and dad. And how so the chapter of the book is called To Us It Was Love, just not the kind that leaves you filled. Mm. So, you know, love looks different for everybody, but in my specific case growing up, there was a lot of trauma, um, surviving survival things that were happening struggling um and those words were kind of intertwined with the word love like i yell at you because i love you Mm -hmm. or i do this because i love you and so to us this was love but it wasn't filling us so that's where that comes from um so this is 6 a.m rituals and it's kind of long but i'll go through it that's fine okay (laughs) we got time girl After the alarm went off for the fourth time, he'd finally climb out of bed. His footsteps sounded like mini earthquakes hitting the faded, outdated carpet. Sighs escaped from his body while he brushed his teeth. They would travel up the stairs like they were running from more than just his internal prison. I didn't know what he was so heavy with then. At some point, I stopped trying to figure out how many empty days full of longing were weighing him down. I used to imagine there were dreams of who he wanted to be before he had all these kids. Where he'd go, who he'd morph into, or who he'd love if it was mom or some other woman that could handle his shit. I could hear the engine of his company truck through the thinning walls. The ripe tires glided over the gravel in the driveway. I used to close my eyes and pretend I was the gravel covered in the ocean's brine. Swallowed in a life that doesn't mimic an ignored pain. Get up. We're going to be late. Mom would shout. She took on each morning like a chore that never ended. And mom never cried in front of us. So when she did, it was like an unexpected storm that shook you out of a deep sleep. She carried something without a proper name. No new car could take in its place. It was more than a runaway dream. Many days I tried to muster up the courage to tell her I feel it too, but I was only 13, kept getting into fights, and challenged every quote in the Bible. Girl, I said get up, mom would shout from the kitchen, the mini vacation in my head would have to wait till tomorrow. I'd cover my skin in the hand-me-down Catholic school uniform that hated me. It couldn't cover up the truth in me. It couldn't Eucharist my body into a holy one that doesn't question men or their God. It could taste the sin on my skin. It could taste me. All five of us kids would climb into the van. Dad bought mom to help with the sadness. We didn't have any money, so dad worked seven days a week while mom did what moms do, everything else. All we knew about life then was that mom played Martina McBride's A Broken Wing every morning in the car. All we knew was that dad worked to pay off our school and that van and those hospital bills reeking of miscarriages mom had before Pablo was born. All we knew was that mom got us to school no matter how sad she was and that we all hate this schedule of life the way one hates church on Sunday when you want to rest from barely surviving the week. All we knew was that tomorrow was inching its way toward us like a ritual and that we would go another day without the courage to look at life in the face and say, I'm done. So that's that one.
1: Mm, that was good. actually brought five I dogs. felt that one. Oh, thank you. I did, I <laughs> did feel that one, too. I thank felt you. that one for um, sure. Did they read it?
2: I'm, yeah, they did. What did they say? Um, my dad really didn't say what specific poem. He was just like, your book made me bawl my eyes out. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome! It was like period.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so overall, you've gotten good reception on
2: the book. Oh, absolutely! The love I've been receiving is so overwhelming. It's it's just it feels so good to be loved. So yeah,
0: it's been beautiful. Yeah. And to be accepted, right, that you put everything on the line for this book, oh hoping for it to succeed and for it to succeed the way that it has in such a short amount of time.
2: Absolutely. That's beautiful. It's I was been great. So
0: when you agreed to come on the podcast, I was, because Fino asked, I was like, I, in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know if she'll, go, she'll have time. I don't know if she'll do it. We'll ask. And when you accepted, I was excited. I was like, yes, because it was short notice.
2: Yes. And that's Okay. And I ain't got nothing else
0: to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I also didn't know you're like how busy you would truly be, just because
1: everything was just so fresh. Yes. Yeah. Everything
0: is just so new, so fresh, so <clears throat> out there. Absolutely. But I'm so happy to be here though. That's awesome.
1: What are some of the comments saying?
0: Um so Angie says, Yes, Sarah. And then Alexis says self forgiveness. Oof, yep. So I um So, what is one thing that you want people to take away from your book?
2: Um, I would say not to be afraid to tell your truth. Now, like I said, you don't have to tell the truth if you're not ready to tell the truth, you know. Um, But I think that when people forgive themselves and their situations... And they tell their stories, it inspires other people to tell their stories too, in the most truthful way, which is love. So as long as we're telling our truth, we are loving um, so yeah, I think I think I want people to take away that they can t- that they can tell their stories, and people will support them so yeah, and that God is not a man. <laughs> all right Vina do you have any other
0: questions for Miss Sarah Uh,
1: well where can people because I know you're going to be promoting the book where can people see you perform Um, yes you
2: did sit open mic nights so I do some open mics at mini bar (gasps) they have good pizza they do they really (laughs) do we would go
0: for me and my friend Jenny would go for emo nights Oh, I didn't know they had those. Yes, they have emo nights. And so we would go and we'd always order a pizza and we would get trashed and have a good time. So I love mini bar. Go mini bar.
2: Absolutely. I do open mics there so far. Um, I am working on my own events. I just want to make sure that people get their books first because I want them to bring them and sign them. So I will send out an email blast for that. And you can subscribe to my emails at OsaraLee.com. Um, you can also find me on all social media at Oeraly underscore. Um, but yeah, I'll be emailing, posting about events. You can order my book at barnesandnobles.com or Amazon if you so choose. If you would Barnes like to Barnes and wait. Noble's faster, <laughs> great yeah. Christmas present. So we're like, absolutely, we're
1: looking to possibly see you out there more of early two thousand twenty
0: three. Yes, absolutely.
1: Bet. oh, you better hurry up and get her now, you guys.
0: So we always ask when are the guests on the show to just give a message. If you had one thing that you want to tell all of your fans your listeners your supporters what is the one thing that you would want to say to them
2: first that I love you and I'm so grateful for the support and the love and second that I know people say this all the time but you can do anything that you want to do I promise you I swear to you you just have to believe in yourself and things take work it takes work and you can't be afraid to work life is so beautifully short Mm -hmm. so short chase your dreams quite literally go after it i don't care what it takes like i had to i had to quit my job that i went to school for to finish this and you have to want it more you have to want your dreams more than someone wants to escape from a shark attack If you don't want it more than that, then you don't want it enough.
1: Mm.
2: You have to want it. You have to want it.
1: So yeah, just going to leave. Amen. That's awesome.
2: Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a good time. I was super excited.
0: We 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 were super excited to have you on the show.
1: I was like, do you wanna like do something on the weekend just because we had already a busy month and I was like, do you wanna have her like as a weekend just do like a quick Zoom call, like Facebook Live, whatever? And then her birthday thing happened, and then the next week happened and I'm like Let's just ask her. Yeah, and then she goes like, "Make sure you sound professional." I'm just like, "Yes, we have to like, sound go, for Can professional." You do it then?
0: Yes, we go, have to sound professional. I
1: go the way Carmen like puts words together, and just <laughs> like, is different from mine. I'm like, "No." Yes,
0: I know. When you post, I'm like, "Ooh, I need to edit this real quick."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for me. But yeah, I'm, we're super excited. I'm super excited. We had you on here. Um, I have yet to get the book, but I did read a little bit out of Carmen's. Um Carmen's Copy. Copy. Yeah. I don't know what I was coming for with that one.
0: Well, good luck to you, to your future endeavors. We are super excited to see where you're going to go. As always, we will support, support, support. Share, share, share. Um, but, yeah. So, that that marks another episode of Man in the Melf, guys. Fino, sign us off.
1: This is Fino.
0: And this is Carmen. And
1: you're listening to Man, Man in, in the, the Melf.
0: Melf. Lego. Bye.